Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today's episode 561. And I have a special guest today, Rosemary Reed, whose passion is about helping women grow, succeed, and do really cool stuff. And I'm not going to spoil her thunder by even pretending to describe all the stuff she does. Welcome to the show, Rosemary. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I'm glad you're here. And what we're going to talk about is this whole construct of ultimate life. Like that's a phrase, you know, live your dream and all that stuff. We hear that all kinds of ways. How I define it, and you heard some episodes, is a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that we create by uh, discovering or serving with our divine gifts. So how would you define an ultimate life? That's a great question. Um, I, I think for me, I have to be fulfilled and, you know, across multiple facets of my life. So, um, you know, and I have a, a four-year-old daughter at home. So I, I really had to kind of take stock as to what is important to me. Um, but I love, um, I love helping women in business and I love um, being in business. So I know a lot of um, women are fulfilled with just being, you know, being a mother and that's wonderful. But I, you know, quickly knew that that wasn't everything that I needed in my life. So it gave me a, a different perspective, I think, of what drives women and what, you know, what makes up that ultimate life. So for me, it's, it's a balance of, um, you know, making sure I'm fulfilled professionally, making sure I'm always challenged and growing. Um, I never want to stay stagnant and stay in one place. I always want to, to be challenged. Um, and then my family second is, is important to me. So I need to make sure that I'm, you know, putting enough focus, time and effort and the right effort in that department. And then, um, you know, just personally being challenged, whether it's physical challenge, like backcountry skiing or mountain climbing or anything like that. I just, I, I think those are kind of my three pillars that I have to, to fulfill, to, to live the ultimate life. Cool. So tell me more about this passion. So I understand the physical things, you know, we have a body and we got to keep it in good shape or the energetic us, us, the spirit, the whatever it is, is kind of lethargic and busted if the body's busted, right? Yeah. And I certainly understand the the feeling of, especially, I, you know, you might think of four-year-olds challenging enough, but anyway, so what, tell me about this passion to, um, to help women in business. Tell me more about that. Yeah, I, I think what really drove it for me was um, when I was, gosh, in my late teens, early 20s, I had, you know, gone out on my own and I was, um, I moved from Northern California down to San Diego and uh, I moved back home for a short period of time. And I, I didn't have a lot of um, a lot of positive female influences, not that there were any negative, but I just didn't have, you know, that support system. I didn't grow up with sisters and, you know, that sort of thing. 
So for me, I had always gravitated just um, more towards working with men and, you know, being in that more masculine environment, doing the things that men did. And it wasn't until I was working at an insurance company and there was a lady there, her name was Connie, and um, I had just started and didn't have my license or anything yet. And they told me, you know, it'd be a few years before I could get my license, you know, because it would take me that long to be prepared. And after I was there for about a month or two, Connie stepped up and she's like, hey, this girl is really sharp. You guys need to, you know, move her along because she knows her stuff. And it sounds very simple and very basic, but I had never had, you know, a female influence support me like that. And if she wouldn't have stood up for me and, you know, promoted me that way, um, I, my life would be on a much different trajectory than it is now, even for something so simple. And that was very um, life-changing for me just because I've never experienced that before. And it made me realize how simple and easy it was for her to do that. And I had never taken the time or effort to do that for other females in my life. So as I progressed through, um, you know, through college, graduate school and my career, um, I really made it a point to be able to do that. So no matter how big or how small lifting up women, um, I think lifts us all up. And so that's kind of where my, my passion came from. So you're going to be Connie for a million others. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I love it. And she, I don't think she has any idea that, you know, she's that what she did had that much of an impact for me. But, uh, yeah, hopefully she does somewhere. Why don't you find her and tell her? Yeah, I could. It was a while ago. I'm not sure if she's still around, but uh, I definitely could. Well, you could. And even the story, just think about this. The story you've just told me and the story that would ensue about finding her and telling her and communicating that impact, that whole thing, closing that circle, that could actually be a really powerful influence for you and in a kind of a cool story for others, as well as a who knows what a boost for her. Yeah, no, I bet she would. Um, she would definitely appreciate hearing that for sure. Everybody likes to hear those things, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, just a thought. So yeah. um, there's a, you know, you, we hear these days a lot of talk online and um, about live the life of your dreams and, you know, tell your story, make an impact, be, you know, blah, 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 blah. Do, do you think that's possible to live, uh, to, to truly an individual to live that life of dreams where they love every single day, or do you think that's just hype? Hmm. That's a good question. I, I think it comes down to how you, what you choose to do with your daily self and, you know, uh, I guess an emphasis on gratitude as well, because it's easy to fall into, you know, the trap of, Oh, I have to go to work today or I have to do this. Um, but if you wake up every day and you can set yourself with an appreciation for what you get to do today, um, that you get to go to work and who am I going to talk to today and how can I help others? I think that really sets the tone for not only your, you know, the, the small things, but the bigger things in life. Uh, so, so, yeah, I, I think it's possible, um, you know, and then there's, of course, you know, some you know, obligations that we all have. So I'm not saying that every moment of your life can, you know, it's going to be filled with joy at all times. But I definitely think that if you can come at your day in the right position, um, you can definitely have that attitude of gratitude that's going to help you throughout your day. I love that. And I want you to, I, I, the listeners, I want you to hear this because uh, I totally think it's absolutely possible. 
I know it's possible because I live that way. And what I'm hearing Rosemary say is that it has a lot to do with what we choose, how we choose to prepare, how we choose to look at the day and not, oh, I have to, but look at my opportunities. What do I get to create today? And that's such a powerful choice. And the cool thing is it's a choice. I, I can, I'm going to do the same things either way, but I think doing them the way you said, not only is more fun, but I probably do a better job. Mm -hmm, definitely. Yeah. I mean, if you're going through, everybody's done a task that you feel like you have to grind through that you're really, you know, or just, you don't want to complete, but you know, if you can find that groove and you're just, you know, cruising through things, it's, it just changes your whole perspective and definitely will change your outcome for sure. Um, I think one of the things that, you know, after talking with some folks, I made the choice that I, you know, I choose happiness and I choose gratitude every day. So when I wake up in the morning, I literally say, okay, I, I have the, you, you can take that Y on the road. You can either be grumpy and upset or frustrated or whatever, or you can choose happiness. And it, that's, I say out loud to myself, I choose happiness today. And I think it makes a big difference. I love that. And again, I want to emphasize the importance of that choice in the morning, especially in the morning, because I have a big, long, complicated morning rituals, two and a half to three hours. And I'm not going to talk about that today because I've talked about it in other places. And this is Rosemary's show. But that choice to create yourself in the morning in the context of who you have chosen to be in the world it is the fundamental choice that declares who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what you're going to, you know, what you're going to allow and what you're going to accept in your life. Um, you know, it's me, it goes along with setting boundaries of, you know, do you allow people to dictate what how your well being is going to be in your life? Or, you know, if you step up and declare it, and that's your power, it's, you know, you just have to own it and accept it. And I think it makes a huge difference. I love it. I love it. So I'm going to ask a question and you get to talk a little bit about yourself. One of the phrases I use a lot in this context, in the context of choices and things that you've said is the phrase add good to the world. Now, breathing, we add carbon dioxide, but besides that, we add something to the world all the time, right? And I use the phrase and encourage people to choose to add good to the world. So my question to you is, I'd like you to tell me and our listeners, how does Rosemary choose to add good to the world? Mm. Uh, gosh, I would say it starts with the little things. Um, uh, you know, just an example, I, I walk my dogs every morning, you know, as part of my, my morning routine. And if I'm on a trail, I pick up trash wherever I go. So I'm, cause I have dogs, I always have doggy bags in my pocket. So, you know, either little bits or big bits, I, if I'm out in the, on a trail, I'll, I'll pick up trash. Um, it seems silly, but it's, I think it makes a big difference because I've been the trails that I've cleaned up. If I clean them up, they have a habit of staying clean, but if there's litter on the trail, then, you know, somebody else throwing another Starbucks cup on the road, they just don't think about it as much. So they're, they're just adding to the pile. Um, so to, I love that. I love, love, love that. And I want you to expand because that's not silly. It's true. It's real. And it matters because the next person doesn't see the trash. In fact, they see the beauty, the beauty that was intended. Uh, I'll bet, and we haven't talked about this ahead of time, but I'll bet that there are ways, and I want you to think for a sec, in your life that are analogous to that, 
where you pick up trash, so to speak, where in conversations and in situations. And tell me more about that. Tell me about ways where you, quote unquote, pick up trash as you go through the day that isn't trash, but is trash, maybe head trash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's, you know, all about main, maintaining a positive mindset. And I don't mean that in like a, a fluffy Mary Poppins sort of way, but you know, again, you have the choice of if you're talking to somebody, do you, you know, jump on a, a pity bus and, you know, say, oh, this is so terrible and oh, everything that's going on, which we, you know, obviously all could do at any point in our lives. But I think maintaining a, an attitude of positivity, um, but doing it in a, a, a caring, concerning matter, not, you know, a dismissive, oh, well, you just need to have positive thoughts. But you know, I, I believe that energy is contagious. And if you come into a room and somebody's happy and positive and you can feel that energy, and then you've also walked into rooms where, you know, people are unhappy where they're at, they don't want to be there and you can feel it. And it's like the air is sucked out of the room. So I, you know, try to be more cognizant of that. And again, kind of bridge that gap and, and bring up the positivity wherever I can. I love what you just said, and that is energy is contagious. Like we don't really understand how all that works in the quantum field and energy fields and all that crap, we, but it's real. And I could say crap, but I don't mean that it's bunk. I'm, it's real life. We are contagious. Smiles are contagious. There's mirror neurons, the energy, like you can feel somebody's presence, even if you haven't looked at them. So it's not looking at the face There's something about that energetic uh, contagiousness that's more contagious than coronavirus. It is, it's powerful and it affects everyone in the room. So every person that is, especially people like you that make the choice of positivity, have stumbled through, struggled through, or fought through challenges to get where you are. You weren't born this way. So tell me something, at least one or maybe two things that you have struggled through, fought through, where you had to choose to show up differently? Hmm. Uh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, it, you know, I think for me, it, you know, stemmed from, you know, where growing up, I, I grew up in a small um, logging town in Northern California and it's the most beautiful place in the world. And I love it. Um, but it's hard living there. And when I say hard living, it's, it's a very economically depressed area. Um, so that lends to a lot of things, you know, of, of alcohol, depression. And when you don't have a lot of opportunities, it makes it really hard to, you know, to be positive and to grow and, you know, to do better in life. So I think that's been the biggest thing that changed for me was that I recognized that at an early age of how hard everybody around me has had to work and how challenged they all were. And I just wanted to do something different. And I wanted, not that I wanted to be better than, than them because that's not what it was about, but I wanted to have more opportunities in my life and not have to struggle so hard for them. So it's really important. One, I love the point. And two, I also love the distinction you made. It's not better than them, but it is better than that. Yeah. Okay, it isn't a judgment of them. People have whatever they have and they choose whatever they choose. But you, me, we can look at that and say, I'm going to be better than that, happier than that, more successful than that, more upbeat than that without referencing the individual or judging the individual in any way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it took me a while to come to, to accept that. 
Um, I, I think for the longest time, I, I really just tried to separate myself from that because I didn't want to be, you know, associated with that. I felt like, I, I don't know that it would bring me down in some way, but, I, you know, after, you know, being gone from the area for, I don't know, 10 plus years, I really got an appreciation for the area and, you know, again, just how hard everybody works there and the genuine genuineness of the folks there. Um, so I, I, you know, I definitely have a, a deeper appreciation than I, I ever would have had if I would have stayed there for sure. Well, that's fantastic. And like it always happens, our 15 minutes is, is, is done and it's fast. I want to, I'm sure that people listening are going to want to know how to find out a little bit more about you, maybe connect with you, especially women who are looking for that positive thing. So can you tell our listeners the best way to find you, to get a hold of you or to connect? Yeah, um, probably LinkedIn would be the best way. So just uh, look up my name, um, Rosemary Reed on um, LinkedIn, and you'll find my, my profile there and I'm happy to connect and uh, support you in any way I can. Tell me the best way, if there's 20 Rosemary Reads, what will be on your profile? I don't know if there are or not, but if there were, what's on your profile that would make me know I have the great gal from the logging town who is supportive of women business owners? Oh, gotcha. Well, I am uh, part of IAW, which is the International Association of Women. So you'll see me on there. And my header is... Uh, Connecting the world, I think, is what my my phrase is on there because we do communications for my business. So, um, you know, connecting people um, is one of the things that I, I love doing as well. Excellent. Well, thank you, Rosemary, for taking time today and giving us some thoughts, wisdom, encouragement, and love as you help us. Thanks for coming today. All right. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. I want you to listen maybe a couple of times or more to this and take apart the things that Rosemary said, because she does what she does. And like anyone who's an expert, they, she does it easily and it sounds easy, but there's lots of good stuff that you can have there, encouragement you can take. And I certainly would encourage you to get a hold of her and connect with her as she pursues her path and you create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet